We're going to turn our Bibles to Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Joshua chapter 2 from verse 1 onwards. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Joshua chapter 2, from verse 1 onwards. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia group to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. I'm going to stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. And we're going to look at the work of God in and through the lives of God's people in order to accomplish the will of God and thereby inherit the blessings that God had for them. In order for the people of Israel to inherit what God had for them, God moved Joshua, his servant, the leader of the people of Israel, to choose two people, two men of faith, to go and look at the land, especially Jericho. God had promised Joshua and the children of Israel that he was going to give Jericho into their hands. In order for that to take place, they needed two people of faith. Just two people. People of faith. People of faith who will go and look at that which God had promised to them even before they could inherit that. I'm going to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Going by faith to view what God had promised before inheriting what God has promised is faith. It takes faith to go to a place that God said, I'll give it to you. When you know that the enemies are there, when you know that the people are there, 
And these are not your people. These are the people that you're going to take over. But there are many. God says, just send two people. If God gives the word, if God says, I'm going to give the place to you. I'm going to give the people to you. I'm going to give what I've told you that I will give. It takes faith to go amidst the opposition. When everything looks opposite, two people being sent by Joshua to go to a foreign land, the land that God said he was going to give to them. Just two people going there. Just because Joshua, the leader said, go, I want you to go and see the land and come back. These two people are going there, fully knowing that they can be killed if they get caught, which they can very well. That can happen. They didn't think that they'll get caught. These two men were men of faith. That's why they were chosen by God through Joshua for this honorable task where they didn't fear that they'll get caught, they'll get killed. They didn't fear failure because they didn't expect failure. They didn't think that something bad was going to happen. Why should we go? Why can't we all go, Joshua? Why can't at least 50 of us can go? Instead of just two of us, what's going to happen to our wives and what's going to happen to our kids and what's going to happen to our parents and our siblings if something happens to us? These were people of faith, two men of great faith, who knew how to obey because they believed in the word of God. God gave through Joshua to them. God has given this land into our hands. Just go see and bring us the news. Bring us the situation of the land. Just go see and come. These men of faith believed in what God spoke. And therefore, they chose not to look at all the odds that were against them. They chose not to look at the people that were there. They chose not to give into any kind of fear. These were not angels that came from heaven. These were human beings. And anytime you want to inherit what God has for you, all hell will break loose. But these two men of faith, because of their walk with God, there was no room for anything to enter in to stop them from accomplishing what God wanted them to accomplish. Nothing could prevent them from doing the will of God. Nothing could come near them. No fear. No enemy. No opposition. In their hearts, they knew that 
they were going to go see and come back because God said we're going to inherit the promised land. It's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. If God said it shall be done, then it shall be done. Even if death may stare at our faces. Even if everything may look opposite. 10,000 people can say, you know what? This is not going to work out. It's such a foolish thing to send these two people there. They're risking their lives and going, no, they weren't risking their lives. Because they weren't expecting to die. They got a promise from God. They obtained a promise from God, which was, we are going to go into the promised land. We are going to go into the promised land. God is speaking at this hour. To what extent do you believe in what God has spoken? To what extent do you believe in what God has spoken? To what extent do you believe in what God has spoken? Whatever God has said, to what extent do you believe? These two men were men of great faith. Go view the land, especially Jericho. There was a command. What did they do? They went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and stayed there. Very specifically led by God. You call these divine appointments. They didn't go to a harlot's house in order to sin. They went to that house because God directed them to go to that house. It happened to be Rahab's house because out of all the people in the land of Jericho, God saw faith in Rahab. Just Rahab was a sinner. Yes, Rahab was a harlot. But God knew that he can pull her out of her lifestyle. God knew that she had the faith. God knew that no matter what she had done, how she lived. The news about the God of Israel had reached all of the people of Jericho and Rahab was one person who truly believed in the God of Israel. And she had faith to do whatever God would have her do. And that includes leaving the way she was living. Leaving Jericho and becoming one among the people of God because she had the faith to inherit the promised land. Even though her entire nation was going to be destroyed, she had the faith to inherit the promised land. You see, two people from Israel who had the faith to inherit the promised land. Now we see one woman in Jericho who had the faith even though she wasn't given the promise to enter the promised land. She heard about it. She wanted to escape what was going to happen to her land and to her people. And she had the faith that this God can take me out of this too. Because God saw faith in her. God is leading these two men, these godly men, men of God, who came under the command of God through Joshua, their commander, to spy this land that God said he was going to give to them. And they're coming to this house, not knowing what house that is. Led by God, they are 
entering into Rahab's house. And she was a prostitute. They both came there and they stayed there because God led them. I want to emphasize here something that the Spirit of the Lord wants to. If God leads us, he will lead us straight to where God would want us to go to. The hand of the Lord led them straight to Rahab's house, a woman of faith. That God was going to change her life for the better. God was going to change her life in a way that even Rahab wouldn't have thought it was going to happen. That's the power of God. The eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro to see whose hearts are loyal towards him. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro to see who has faith. Even if they don't know God. Even if they are somewhere far away. When he knows that they are sincere and they have faith, God says, I will pull you out of your mire. I'll pull you out of where you are. I'll rescue you. I'll give to you what you never had. Whatever your situation may be. Whatever you may be going through. God sees it all. He knows everything. Do you have the faith to inherit what God has for you? Rahab had the faith. The two men of God had the faith. Rahab didn't know God. The living God. The God of Israel. The two men who came from Israel, they knew God. They had a promise. They obtained the promise. And they said, nothing is going to happen to us. We are going there. Yes, it's an unknown territory. Yes, it's the enemy's territory. But we are going there. We are not going to be killed. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. Do we have such a faith? Having heard the word of God, having received the word of God, Do we have this immovable faith? Do we have this unshakable faith? Having received the promise of God. God has this Jericho for us. Do we have this immovable faith? Unshakable faith. Knowing that me stepping out of where I am and stepping into what God wants me to. Nothing can bring me down. As long as I am in the will of God. That's step by step and moment by moment. As I follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I will fulfill that which God has for me. And I will make it to the promised land. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. When we... Think about the ways in which God has led us. When we think about the promises God has given to us. When we think about everything that God has done for us this far. Do we believe that what God has spoken to us, what God has spoken to us, the promise of God is going to be untouched by the enemy. What God has 
told us will come to pass. Every word that God has given to us will come to pass. The faith that these two Israeli spies had carried them to where God wanted them to be carried to, brought them into the will of God, caused them to accomplish this great task that God had for them. Nothing was able to stop them from what God wanted them to do. In the process, they were able to save souls as well. So not only did they go and spy the land, they were also able to deliver a family that was appointed unto salvation. They were able to bring Rahab and bring her family out of where they were. Made them the people of God by faith. Rahab had the faith. These two spies had the faith. Do you have the faith that these two spies had? They entered into the house of a harlot named Rahab and stayed there. They stayed in that house. They didn't know about these people. They didn't know about Rahab. They didn't know what was happening there. They didn't know anything. Well, one thing they knew, God is sending us to this house. God wants us to stay there. They were holy men of God. And they lodged there. In their minds, they had a purpose. And they said, we're here for this purpose. And as they were in communication with God, because Joshua was not there with them. Joshua gave them the word. And once they received the word, they were on their own. Joshua was praying for them. God was with them. But now Joshua was not there to give them second by second instruction as to where they should go and where they should stay and what they should see and who they should talk and what they should do. They had their connection with God. They were holding on to the God of Israel who promised them through Joshua that we will enter into the promised land. So as they were led by God and they came to Rahab's house and stayed there, something happens. When God wants to accomplish something through us, the enemy will try to do everything he can to abort the plan of God. We see here, let's just go to the next verse. Verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. The enemy heard all of a sudden, Oh, these two guys have come. We need to catch them. We need to get them. We need to put them in prison. Once we get them, you know, if the enemy gets you, and that too, you're coming there as a spy, it's over. But God had commissioned them to come there, and God had his hands over them. God strategically sent them to Rahab's house, a woman who had faith, had no fear. You see, two men of God who had faith and no fear, and you see Rahab here was an unbeliever who had no connection with God, but she heard about God. And with what she heard, she had that faith. She had no fear. She had faith. 
And you see, in order to accomplish the will of God, the hand of God upon Rahab, to move her to do that which God wanted her to do, in order to execute his plan through these two men of God. God is speaking to our today. Whatever it may be, whatever situation you may be going through, if God has given you his word, when the enemy hears that and he comes against that word that God has given, the promise that God has given, and all of a sudden all hell is breaking loose and everything opposite is happening and it looks like, oh, that's it. You're going to be gone. The plan of God is going to be gone. Maybe Joshua and the rest of the people may inherit the promised land. I don't think we are going to inherit the promised land and that's it. Maybe we're going to die for God's sake. And none of those questions or none of those thoughts were in those two people's minds. They were determined to go back with the news that they had gathered to give to Joshua. You call this faith. And you don't see Rahab panicking there also, saying that, I don't know what to do now. I'm going to get killed. And, and she didn't preserve herself by giving these two men over to the soldiers who ever came there. She was a woman of faith. No fear. Faith will have no fear. Faith will have no doubt. Faith will have no fear. Perfect faith is void of doubt and fear. Fear brings torment. But faith brings God's power. I'm going to say this again. Fear brings torment because it comes from the enemy. It will bring one negative thought after another negative thought after another negative thought after another negative thought because... Fear brings torment. It comes from Satan. But faith comes from God. He's the author of faith. When faith comes from God, he gives that boldness because it carries the power of God. The faith that comes from God carries the power of God. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Understand this. It's very deep, very simple, but very deep. Understand what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. When God is telling you to go in one direction and you're going, don't expect everything to go smooth and you just go, la, 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 and I'm just going to go and, and get everything that God has because God has promised. And when something opposite happens, like some people's faith just goes down all of a sudden because they say that, well, God said this will happen. Now look what's happening. And, and then they begin to project one negative thing after another. You know, at that point, unbelief is all over the place. And fear has entered in. And fear brings torment. And where there's no faith, there's doubt. Where there's no faith, there's fear. And there's no power there. At that point, your boat will begin to sink. You yourself will begin to sink. But you see here, they went to this woman's house. And they stayed there. And when the enemy said, I'm going to finish you, I'm going to bring an end to you. You came to take over the land of Jericho. The land of Jericho is mine, said Satan, because God said, I'm going to give this to my people, his people. Satan says, oh, no, I have pagan worship going on here. I have children sacrificing and all these things happening. And, and this is my land, says Satan. And you see these two men of God, they are entering into the devil's zone to capture that for God and for their country. 
Now, as they go there and they lodge there with a purpose, they had no fear. What if I stay here and this woman hands us over too? What if we stay here and this woman hands us over too? The king, no fear. Because they knew God had called them to lodge in their house. Very important to note here. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. If they would have gone to the wrong house, they wouldn't have made it. But they were led by the Spirit of God every step of the way to go to the right house. To the house where the people were marked for salvation. Because one person had the faith for it. God is speaking to our hearts in this hour. Are you being led by God? Or are you being led by emotions? Are you being led by God? Or are you being led by what you see is before you? Who is leading you? What are you being led by? Yes, you know you need to go to the promised land. Having that alone is not enough. You need to be led by the Spirit of God. We can obtain or receive the promise of God keep it before us. But how can you really inherit it? How can you inherit the promise of God if you're not led by the Spirit of God? It takes one wrong move to completely miss what God has for us. So hearing God and being led by God is very important. Very important. Now Joshua, the man of God, Moved by God, sent these two people here to give in very good instructions to them. And God went with them, being sent by Joshua. But they were people of faith. People of faith, handpicked by God through Joshua, sent out on a mission to do something spectacular. No other person had the privilege because God saw faith in them. Is God seeing faith in you? Has God called you for something? If God has called you for something and God has given you a promise, are you walking by sight? Are you looking at your circumstances? These two men did not do anything out of emotions. They didn't do anything carnally. They didn't do anything because this is going to happen. I need to have a backup plan. That might happen. I need to have a backup plan. They were not people who were led by human emotions, human will and knowledge and information. And you know how many times people who say, I want to do the will of God, they just pack themselves with news and with reports and what we need. And they do everything that is opposite to how however God would lead because now they're just going by human methods. God is speaking to a hearts there. It's important to totally rely on the Holy Spirit. Not just say that, well, God has said this and God has promised, but Operate in the flesh, but totally operate in the spirit of God. 
And God sent these two people to Rahab's house, and now they're staying there. They're facing this opposition. All of a sudden, the king is sending soldiers there to Rahab's house. Let's go to verse 3. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. There's an order from the king of Jericho. Bring out these two people. Let me tell you this. Unless God hands them over, no one can touch them. No one can touch them. Even the king of Jericho, Satan himself, will not be able to touch them. King of Jericho says, give them over to me. And these people of authority are coming there to her house. For what? For these two men, men of God, to take them to the king of Jericho. God is doing something else. Always remember this. When God has a plan for your life and you're surrendered to God for God's plan to happen, Satan, the enemy, will move against the plan of God. He'll move against you. While Satan is moving against the plan of God and he's moving against you, don't think God will just simply sit. God will also move. While the enemy is working, God will work too. And his works will surpass the works of Satan. His works will devour the works of darkness. So, as a king is sending these people, his soldiers, to go get these two men, God is moving Rahab, this woman who had faith. God is moving her to take these two people and hide them. This is who God is. Before these people can come, God is moving her to take them and hide them. This is the work of God. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God lifts up a standard against the enemy. God is much faster than the devil. He lets the devil to go and roam around. Satan has the freedom. This is war. God shows his power. He comes and he overturns. And he comes and he subdues. He comes and he overtakes the powers of darkness. God is speaking to our hearts in this hour. It's very important not to look at the enemy, but keep looking at God. If God has promised something, if God has said that you're going to enter into promised land, you're going to enter into this promised land, you're going to enter into the promised land, if God has promised you that, and God says, now I want you to go to Jericho. And you have that faith. Saying that, I will go. And I will bring the news that God wants me to. I will return back home safely. And I will come back again to Jericho because God has promised this to me. We shall inherit the promised land. But faith is necessary. Even if the king comes against us, even if the entire nation comes against us, Satan himself comes against us, we should never be moved. We have to know that God is working. He will move people on our behalf. God will move people on your behalf if you serve him. There's a prophecy God has given in this hour. 
If you serve God, God will move people on your behalf. They will do that which is necessary for you. To protect you from the enemy. God will do that which is necessary for you. In order to provide for you. God will do that which is necessary for you. To preserve you. God is speaking at this hour. To protect you. To provide for you. And to preserve you. God will move people. On your behalf. To accomplish his will. If you trust in his name. His name will keep you. His name will provide for you. His name will preserve you, protect you. Now, God moving Rahab. Rahab takes these two people and she hides them. Then she says that, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. And it happened as the gate was being shut. When it was dark, the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. What is she doing here? She's not only hiding the men of God, not only protecting them. She's using the wisdom God is leading her to cause the enemy to go in another direction. By telling them, go over there and look. Leading them totally in a different direction. Where the enemy says, okay, let me go and look over there. Meanwhile, she let them out on the side. God will move people. This is a prophecy, very definite prophecy. God is speaking. God will move people that you don't know. To do that which is necessary for you. In order to provide a way of escape. In order to do that which is necessary to fulfill the perfect will of God. God is speaking to the hearts of the Son. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. God shifts things in the supernatural realm. And that shifting takes place in the physical realm, in the lives of all those who trust in Him. So the enemy will come. When you say, I'm going to do the will of God, the enemy will come and say, oh, no, I'm not going to let you do that. Let me see. I'm going to kill you before that. But God says, oh, no, you can't because I have my hand over him. I have my hand over her. And what does God do? He gives the enemy and run around. He says, go, 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 go. Go, let's and go look. Because the enemy does not have the full information. You see, God is all knowing. Satan is not all knowing. Understand this. God is all-knowing. Satan is not all-knowing. Only our God is all-knowing. Satan has limited information. With that limited information, he'll manipulate. He'll try to do whatever he can do. But our God alone is all-knowing. So he has all the information. Satan has limited information. How pathetic this. And with that limited information, he tries to squash the plan of God. Can he do that? That's foolish. Now, God says, all right, Go that side. Because he doesn't have the whole information. He just goes, runs the other direction. He runs to the other direction where who's not there? These two men are not there. God covers 
his people from the eyes of the enemy. When God wants to accomplish something in your life and through your life, no evil shall befall you. No plague shall come near your dwelling place. Whatever the enemy may try to do, God will hide you from his eyes. God will keep you in his pavilion. God will protect you with his own life. He will reroute the enemy. God is speaking to Sarah. God will reroute the enemy. The enemy will come right to your door. He'll say, I'm here to take your life. God will reroute the enemy. He will send him another way. Just like he did with Herod. When Herod came to destroy baby Jesus, and he said, I'm going to kill Jesus. Satan said, oh, the Messiah came. I don't want the Messiah to be born. Now the Messiah is born. What can I do now? Let me kill the Messiah while he's young. And he moved Herod to go after Jesus Christ, to kill the plan of God right there in the beginning. Well, God who is all-knowing, Satan who has limited information, they're both there in this picture. But Satan with his limited information says, I'm going to kill baby Jesus. Oh, how foolish that is. God who is all-knowing says, okay, go, 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 go that direction. Meanwhile, he moved Joseph to take Mary and baby Jesus. Go the other way. Well, Satan is just coming like a furious mad dog. Trying to come and see, I'm going to kill. But Jesus was not there. The enemy sent the soldiers to go and get these two men of God. So that their lives be over. They may not see the promised land. God says, oh, no, no. Go that side, go that side. Run, 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 run. You know how heaven would have laughed when all of these people are running the wrong direction when those two men are not there. Meanwhile, God is moving these two people into safety and sending them safely back to their country. This is who our God is. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Yeah, they'll come to your door. They come and say, I'm going to take these two people away. Give them up. Do you have the faith to not give up? Do you have the faith to not give up? Do you have the faith to not give up? Do you have the faith to not give up? God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We need to understand the will of God. Once we know the will of God, we need to pursue the will of God daringly. Once we know the will of God, we should pursue the will of God without getting distracted by anything. Not giving to fear, not giving ourselves over to fear, not giving in to fear is very important because doubt brings in fear. Faith brings in the power of God. Believing in what God has spoken is absolutely necessary in order to inherit what God has for us. Now you just continue reading a few more verses before we finish for this afternoon. You see here, God rerouted the enemies. He just changed the direction and sent them in the wrong way. <laughs> this, this is where God is. And the enemy says, oh God, I'm going to destroy your plan. God says, go ahead, go ahead. Let me see to what extent you can do it. You're so limited, aren't you? 
before God Almighty, the Lucifer who claims to be all powerful is very limited. So God says, go, 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 go. Go knock on that door, go, go. He allows the enemy to come to the door. Not further. Where God draws the line, the enemy cannot get past that. In your life and in my life, God has drawn a definite line where the enemy cannot cross over. Are we able to see that? These two men of faith had such strong faith. They never feared. Rahab had strong faith. She did not fear. So the plan of God is being worked in and through these two different parties here. God is at work in their midst. When you yield yourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit, God will work in your midst to bring out his glorious plan, to make you a part of his plan. So that what God has given to you before the foundation of the world will be yours to keep. Not to give it away, but for you to keep. Verse 5. And it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark. The men went out. Where the men went out, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. Verse 6. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road, pursued them by the road to Jordan, to the forts. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now, before they lay down, she came. So what happens here? The people who went looking, the soldiers who went looking for these two men, they looked and 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 and the gates were shut. They couldn't find them, period, because God hid them. So before these people went to sleep, see these people of faith, they weren't like sitting up and all worrying, oh, I don't know, I can't sleep. And and Rahab says, I can't sleep. And these men say, I can't sleep because we don't know who's going to come knock on the door while we said go that way. What if they come back and say, you lied and you're all going to get killed? They were people of faith. They had that peace, perfect peace. They were able to go to sleep. They were able to rest. Now, she comes there and she says, I know that the Lord has given you the land. The terror of you has fallen on us. And all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. What does she know about the Lord? Nothing except of the testimonies that she has heard. What God did to the children of Israel, what God did to the Egyptians, and how God gave them, the children of Israel, victory over their enemies. She's heard all of that. And that made her believe that the God of the Israelites, this God, is bigger than anything out there, anything that we worshipped. And she called him the Lord. And she says, I know that the Lord has given you the land. I know it for a fact. Look at that. She had no doubt. She knew that this God who gave them the victories 
he has given this land to this people. What a shame when the children of Israel who saw all the miracles firsthand, who experienced God, who saw the ten plagues, who saw the Red Sea open up, didn't have the faith that Rahab had. The entire generation, except for Joshua and Caleb, died in the wilderness. But this stranger, this foreigner, this woman who didn't know God, who was not under the covenant of Abraham, who was not among the descendants of Abraham, when she just heard what God did to the enemies of his people and what God did to the children of Israel and for the children of Israel. She said, I know that these people are going to take over our lands. Look at that faith. Because she believed in the God of the Hebrews. She believed in the God of the Hebrews. You see the faith there? She says, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Already. And these are just spies. They didn't have any war. She's already saying, I know this is yours. I know this is yours. She had more faith than the people of Israel. That's why the descendants of Abraham, the entire generation died in the wilderness. Meanwhile, Rahab entered into the promised land. She was handpicked by God and brought out of sin, brought out of Jericho. She was made to be one among the people of God. Someone who would be called as a hero of faith. Because great was her faith. Without experiencing first time, just by hearing, just like the centurion. Just by hearing, she said, I know this is yours. I know this is yours. Our people are all scared because of all that has happened. Verse 10, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when he came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Oh, what a revelation she had obtained, even without witnessing firsthand. But just by hearing, she confesses that this God of the Hebrews is the true God. He is over everything, heaven and earth. He's the only one. No wonder. God sent these two spies to her. No wonder she became an heir to salvation. There are certain things the Spirit of God will look in the hearts of people to see if he can work with that. Faith is a primary thing. Humility and faith are the two main qualities God will look in order to work with someone, to make them into what God wants them to be. Now you see, verse 12, after she confesses the power of the Almighty God, 
She says, now, therefore, I beg you. Swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house. And give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sister, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. What a wise woman. A woman who cared about her family. She doesn't say, well, if I escape, that's enough. No. She clearly specified to them, my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have. It's very important to go to God and ask God for every member of our family to be spared. For them to be saved from the hands of the enemy. It is important to go to God and say, God, I want you to save my mother. I want you to save my father. I want you to save my brother. I want you to save my husband. I want you to save my children. I want you to save whoever it is in your family. It is important to go and ask. Rahab had faith. Rahab had faith that these two men will make it. Rahab had faith that she will make it. And Rahab is now talking to these two men of God. And she's saying, spare me and spare my family. She knew that if I ask, I will get it. And why do you think she did good to these two people and hit them? Because she had faith. She had faith that they will live. She had faith that they will deliver her from the destruction that was coming. And because of that, she did what she had done at that point. God works through her to not only be a blessing for these men of God, but also to bless her and through her, her family. Just like how God sent Elijah, the prophet, to the widow of Zarephath. And God said, Elijah, I'm going to send you there. I'm going to provide for you. God could have provided for him with the raven and with angels and the different means God had done. But it was for God to save her. It was for God to touch her. It was for God to do something in her life and provide for her and her whole family during famine. So the entire family witnessed the power of God through this man of God who was sent there. It was like the, these two men of God were sent to Rahab's house. So the entire family be saved. The entire family be brought to God Almighty. They no longer will be citizens of Jericho. They will become citizens of heaven. People of God. It is important for every believer who has the awareness that this God is the God of heaven and earth to stand in the gap for the families it is important. Standing in the gap for your family doesn't mean, Lord, you know, save them and save them. And I don't think they're going to get saved. I don't know if they're going to get saved. No. You need to have faith like Rahab. They need to be out. When I ask, I know it's guaranteed. It'll happen. You ask with faith. You pray with faith. That's what she's doing, basically. She is begging, praying, pleading, saying that I've shown mercy because I knew 
that you will live. I've shown mercy to you because I knew that you're going to take over this land. She had so much faith. God wasn't going to let them get killed by her king. And she says, now, show kindness to me. I know you're going to take over this land. But I also know you can spare me and my family. That's faith. We need to have faith in God. We need to have faith in the God of heaven and earth. We need to have faith in the God of Israel. We need to have faith in our God. Who can do all things. No matter what you see. No matter how opposite your situation may look. We need to have faith. Rahab did not believe. Even for a second. The king will somehow discover that she had the spies and she let them go and she was going to get killed. She had no fear, no thought of it whatsoever. A great woman of faith. She's already talking about how she was going to come out of Jericho while the rest of the people are going to perish. She's already seeing it because she did not believe that she would get caught. She did not believe that she would die before that. She did not believe that she and her household will die as a result of helping these two men of God. She knew that she has done this and God will cause her to escape. She had that faith in God. That God will protect them and God will protect her too. That nothing will happen to them. Nothing will happen to me and my family too. Do you have that kind of faith? No matter what happens, no matter how your situation around you may appear, no matter how boisterous the winds may appear, no matter how boisterous the sea may appear. No matter how ferocious the enemy may appear. Are you looking at the enemy or are you looking at God? Have you obtained a promise from God? Has God spoken to you about something? Have you obtained a promise from God? Is that good enough for you? Is it good enough for you? God is speaking at this hour. Is it good enough for you? Let's just read a few more verses before we finish. Verse 14. So the men answered her, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Now, these people had no fear. They never thought like, once I leave here, we can get caught halfway there. And then that's it for us now. They said, when the Lord will bring us back when he will give us this land we will deal kindly and truly with you look at the faith they had we'll come back we're going to take over and we will deal kindly and truly with you again and again and again the spirit of the lord is speaking to our hearts about faith no matter what you see in front of you no matter how scary it may appear do you believe in the one who has promised if he said that he was going to do something he will do it No matter how the enemy may come in order to destroy the plan of God. The enemy has limited information and he has limited power. A God who is all-knowing and who has unlimited power will reroute the enemy, will not let the enemy touch you, will accomplish his plan and purposes that he has for you. Without finishing that, You're not going anywhere. As long as you believe that, nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen to you. As long as you believe God and do what he's called you to do, not just do your own thing. 
Heaven will back you up. God will protect you. Verse 15. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall, and she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. God is giving her this wisdom, this direction to give to these men of God. Says, this is what you should do. That's exactly what they did. They didn't say, well, you know, you're saying something, you know, we may get caught. And what if, you know, what she says gets us into trouble? No. They knew that this direction is of the Lord. Do you have that in your heart? Do you know how God leads? Do you have a clear leading of the Holy Spirit as to what you should be doing? That there's no doubt, that there's no fear, that there's no apprehension, that all you know is, my God is leading. My God is leading. That I will reach safely. What God wants to do in my life shall be accomplished. Do you have that faith, that immovable faith? You should be walking with God in order to have that. You should be on the right path if you want to reach your destination. Go to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. There are times God will tell us, hide it. Well, this is the God of the Hebrews, and look how he destroyed Pharaoh and his armies, and look what he did to the enemies. And if the Israelites have destroyed Og and brought the powerful kings down, why should they go and hide these two men of God? They can just go, la, 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 and I can go when God will make, make me invisible to my enemies, and they can just go right into their midst. No. No. God will give wisdom. Certain times he will say, do this. We can say, well, the enemy can't touch me. He's given me his word, and so I'll go right into the midst of the enemy. No, you can get killed. It's important to rely on the wisdom of God. And the Lord will lead very specifically certain times to do certain things. Simply do it. Don't play smarter than God. There's some people who play smarter than God where they'll say that, well, I will do this because I have faith. That's not faith. That's foolishness. Going right into the midst of the enemy when God has told you to hide will be foolishness. It's not faith. That's asking for death. That's like jumping from the mountain like the devil said. Jump from the mountain. The angels will carry you. It's important to hear from God and do what God tells us to do. If he says hide, then hide. If that instruction comes through, whatever God has and says, do this. Simply do it. Now, I want you to read a little more. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear. Unless we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. Unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. This is very, very important. Two things were given, two instructions were given to Rahab. Rahab had faith. What's Rahab's part now in saving herself and her family? The rope that she let out for these two men of God to go through that, use that to go down. 
and run to be safe. These two men of God is telling her, leave it right there. It's a mark of faith. You know why? Anyone from anywhere can say, what is this rob hacking hanging here? Oh, so you left the spies out over there. Very happy you're going to be killed. Who was keeping her alive? God. When the instruction was given to her to leave that rope, ha- rope hanging down there to the window, as opposed to quickly take it and hide it. That's exactly what she did. A woman of faith. She said, I'm going to keep it hanging no matter who says what, no matter who sees it. It's going to be hanging because I will be preserved. You see that? There was no fear in her life. She didn't say, well, when I see the children of Israel coming, I'll just try to let the rope out at that time. No. That rope was not touched because she was a woman of faith. It was hanging through the window from the day these men went down. She left the rope out. Secondly, they said, you need to have all your family in your house. When we come, all those who are in your house, they'll be spared. All of them should be in your house. That's exactly what she did. Why? Because she believed that she'll be spared. She believed that they'll keep their word. She believed that they will reach home alive. What a woman of faith. To what extent do you believe God? To what extent do you believe God? If God has spoken to you something, do you have the faith to do it? Exactly do it. Do you have the faith to obtain the promise of God that God has given to you to really inherit it? God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. The just shall live by faith. Rahab was justified by God because she had great faith. She said, I am going to be part of the family of God. God took her into his family. Her life completely changed because she had faith in the God of Israel. She was no longer a prostitute in Jericho. She became an Israelite woman as the scarlet thread was hanging there. Her life changed. A family were brought into her house. The way she lived changed. Every day she was expecting her deliverance and the deliverance of her household. Every day she was living there, she knew, they're coming, they're coming, they're going to deliver us. I have this scarlet thread hanging, this rope. No matter who may see it, I have no fear that it's not going to do anything to me or my family. If God tells you to do something, simply do it. Never try to act smarter than God. Never try to do things on your own. It will end in disaster. It was that rope that she kept saved her and her family. If she would have feared her king, if she would have feared her people, and if she would have just taken that out, she would have perished with the rest of her people. God is speaking to a heart's day. This is the reason we see Rahab's name in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. But God calls her a woman who was not a descendant of Abraham, but just like the centurion, just like the Syrophoenician woman, she had great faith. 
She was a foreigner who had great faith. Because of her faith, God was able to place her in his family. Her life was changed. She was no longer the same. Verse 19. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head. And we will be guiltless. Whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we'll be free from your oath, which you made us. Well, you see the contract there? Very important. Do you want God to fulfill what God has promised? It's important for you to fulfill your part of your contract. Important. Whatever God will do, he will do it, provided you stay true to what you must stay true to before God Almighty. Then everything will work out exactly the way he said it will work out. It will work out. It will work out. All will be well with me, O Lord of heaven. When I meet with the king, oh, what a meeting it is. When God comes, he comes and he turns away our captivity. God came to her. God came to her by sending these two men of God to her house. And everything changed because she partnered with God. And she said, I will do what I should do in order to escape the judgment that is coming. Escape the destruction that is coming. What is your part in your restoration? What is your part in your healing? What is your part in whatever you need to inherit from God? Find that and do it. It's important. When you do that, your whole life will be changed. Verse 21. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. What did she do? She secured it. She made sure it's there. They departed and went to the mountain. And stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain, and crossed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands, for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. You see that? They got the news they needed to take to Joshua. But they walked by faith and not by sight. And because they walked by faith, they were able to see what they believed God for. They brought to the natural realm what was in the spiritual realm by their faith in God Almighty. The instruction that was given to Rahab, Rahab said, I will keep it. The instruction was given to these two men of God through Rahab, they kept it. And because of that, they were spared from death. Because of that, they were able to go back home with the good news. Whatever God tells you to do, it is important for you to simply do it. As simple as it may sound, it is important for you to do it. 
And God says, stay. Don't say, well, if I stay, I can get killed. I should just go somewhere else. No. If God says, go somewhere else at that time, don't say, well, if I go somewhere else, I can get caught in the way and I can get killed. So I'll just stay here. It'll be a disaster. It is important to listen to the voice of God. It's important to follow the leading of the Lord when God gives it through whomever God may have in your life. It's important to simply take it and simply do it. And God says, therein lies your blessing. If you want God to do wonders in your life, it's important for you to have immovable, unshakable faith. You need to have a vision in front of you, which is the word of God. You need to have that word of God that God has promised in front of you and say, no matter what comes my way, I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. Shall we all close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Father. You've been good to us. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Father, your steadfastness reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. You've been so good to us. You've been so faithful. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Abba, thank you for speaking to our hearts today. Thank you for speaking to your people, Lord, today. What you have written is written. What you have spoken is spoken. No one can reverse it. No one can reverse it. Hallelujah. So I pray, help your people to have immobile faith, immovable faith. Hallelujah. May your people fear you, not Satan. May your people understand the enemy has limited information. Whatever he tries to do is with limited information. But our God is over the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. May his kingdom alone will stand forever. And what God has spoken is spoken and what he has spoken shall come to pass in our lives. Hallelujah. And no demon, no human has the power over the plans of God and nothing and no one can destroy what God has for us. And therefore, we will not fear. Hallelujah. Therefore, we will rejoice in him. Therefore, we will boldly do what God has called us to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You will move people to do that which you want them to do in order to bless them. You will move people to protect us, to preserve us, to provide for us. Provided we walk in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ and have faith in him and do that which you've called us to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I pray that you work this word into the hearts of your people. I pray that you work this word into the hearts of your people at this hour. Just give yourselves over to the Lord at this hour. Tell the Lord, Lord, work this word into my life. Work this word into my spirit. Pray, pray, wherever you are, open your mouth and pray. Let God hear your prayers. Tell the Lord, Lord, change my life. Hallelujah. Let me be a blessing. 
Let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing to you. These two Israeli spies were a great blessing to Joshua and to the nation of Israel. Rahab was a great blessed thing to these two men of God and thereby to the entire nation because she had faith in God Almighty. Hallelujah. And because of her faith in God and because of what she did, she was blessed. Her entire family was blessed. Hallelujah. And her generation was blessed. Hallelujah. And God put her name. He said, I find your name to be worthy to insert it. In my word, hallelujah. You want your life to be transformed like that? Let me be a blessing. Let me be your blessing. Lord, let me be your blessing to you. Hallelujah. How many of you have the true desire in your hearts? Lord, let me be your blessing. If Rahab can be a blessing, Lord, let me be a blessing. If those two men of God can be a blessing, Lord, let me be your blessing to you. It takes faith to do that which God has called you to do. It takes faith to hear from God and to do it. It takes faith. Hallelujah. It takes faith. It takes faith. Hallelujah. It takes faith. Hallelujah. It takes faith. It takes faith. Hallelujah. Not blind faith, but faith in the word of God. Faith in knowing who God is. Hallelujah. It takes faith because we know who our God is. Hallelujah. Lord, let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing to you. Oh, the entire nation perished. Jericho and its people perished. But Rahab and her entire family did not. Because by faith, hallelujah, by faith, she took the men of God in. By faith, she hid them. By faith, she let them out. By faith, she hung that scarlet rope there. By faith, every day she waited that my day to leave Jericho will come. Hallelujah. By faith, she talked to the men of God, pleaded with them for the safety and for the salvation of her family. And she got that. Hallelujah. She got what she asked for. Hallelujah. She got what she prayed, what she sought for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing to you. Lord, let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing. Let me be your blessing to you. Take a few minutes in the presence of God. And tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want my life to waste away. I don't want to be one among the people of Jericho who got destroyed. Lord, I want to be 
trustworthy man or woman of faith. I want to be like those two spies were trusted by Joshua to be sent out on a mission to fulfill God's work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be like Rahab who will intercede for my family and who will do that which I should do. Hallelujah. So that I can be preserved and my family can be saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give yourselves over to the Lord this hour. There's nothing that our God cannot do. There's nothing that our God cannot do. Hallelujah. There's nothing that our God cannot do. Our God is the almighty God, the God in heaven, and he's the God in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take a few minutes in the presence of God and pray. Wherever you are, just pray. Hallelujah.